this is a different episode. Um, this is the first episode I've posted <laughs> uh, since last year, guys. And I know I'm a little content tease. If you follow my Instagram, I've been teasing all this new content, and I know it's coming. And I know I do this to you guys, right? To my darling little maniacs, all three of you. <laughs> all three of you guys who listen to my show. Um, you know, I'm a content tease. I'm a content queen, but I'm a fucking tease. I'm a clickbait bitch. And it's not really clickbait. Um, but it is the, the stuff I do is maybe different. Um, and it's not on a schedule as I know a lot of content creators who are organized and have people (laughs) who have money, right? I just want you guys to be aware. (laughs) I have liquid my liquid assets right now, liquid cash. Um, I'm just going to be real. I'm going to literally check my bank account just so you guys understand the level I'm at. And this is not, um, cool, cool. So I'm checking all my accounts, right? I have zero liquid assets. The most valuable thing I own at the moment is my car and I only paid $2,000 for it. And I can't, I wouldn't be able to get uh, 500 for it at this point with all the wrecks I've been in. So I wanted to make this episode as just a little update because I've been on my Instagram. Um, I revamped the, you know, I guess (laughs) rebranded my Manic State of Mind podcast Instagram. And I've been posting a little bit on my personal page, um, which is private. But if if you request a follow, and your page doesn't look sketchy, and you're not on my enemies list, <laughs> I will I will accept your follow request. But if you look sketch, I'm not going to accept it. But if I like get a good vibe, I'll accept your request. Because um, I do post content on my personal page, but I'm not about sharing any of my private life online as far as my relationship and um, the other things going on in my life, my family... Um, I don't feel comfortable speaking about anybody really but myself and my experiences. So, um, I post more of that stuff on my personal page, but it's really all me, right? Because it's me, my content, um, all that. So, I know I sound really low energy. I, it's 4.44 a.m. January 19th. And I wanted to post an episode because I'm dead ass going to the psych ward today. Dead ass, guys. Dead ass. And I, I don't care. Like, you know, judge me for my vernacular, but dead ass, I'm going to the psych ward today. Um, and the reason is, and I want to give you all the full details. There's like a big juicy piece of information that some of you guys know because you know me and, you, and you're on my private Instagram and I value you enough to share treasured information with you. And the post I posted a couple days ago with this treasured specific piece of information that I cannot reveal yet. And I promise you it's not like it's not juicy. It's, it's going to be juicy content. Uh, but it's not like I don't want you to like think anything bad is happening. Right. Um, but for an unforeseen reason, I had to get off all my medication. And um <laughs> And I held it together for a very long time. But as usual, Christmas, thank you, Jesus, fucked me over. Um, 
I, I've never, I haven't had a good Christmas in so many years. And this year, every year I say, it's going to be different, babe. I'm not going to have a breakdown, babe. I'm going to keep my shit together and I'm going to be fine. And I was totally sober this Christmas off of all my meds. And I was making it very clear to my immediate family, like, I can't be around you guys unless I have a glass of Moscato and an Ativan in my system. And, like, at least three puffs of marijuana, right? I'm being real. I'm being real. I know I have addiction issues, um, but I'm open about it. And, like... I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not at a place, uh, <laughs> um, I'm not at a place, I mean, I'm sober now, but as soon as I am going to be able to take all my meds again, dude, like, I'm not going to be sober anymore, because fuck this, fuck this, because it's not even like I was in any way medicated for the holidays, So dealing with my, and I love my family. If you guys are listening to this, which I know some of you random people do, and I don't know why you do by now because I reveal so much disgusting shit on this. So I don't recommend this uh, podcast for anybody in my family, but some of you guys really support me and love me and I love you too. But you know, I can't with you guys. I can't with my family. They're crazy. I mean, where do you think I got all of this madness from? Everybody, everybody wants to sit here and, you know, blame themselves for their mental illness, but it's bipolar disorders genetic as fuck. And my family, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like they don't contribute to my mental illness on a daily basis, right? So I was excited to see my family and I went with my partner, husband down to see them and, um, I didn't want to go, not because I don't love my family, but because it's, I was not in a good headspace. Like I said, I need Ativan, a glass of Moscato, two puffs of weed, 600 to 900 milligrams of lithium, 80 milligrams of Zeprazidone, one milligram of Guanfacine, um, 50 milligrams of Bupropion, and whatever the fuck else I take, and I need it all just to function as a regular human being. So raw dogging mental illness, I was having fun for a minute, but it's not worth it, you guys. Um, Not worth it. So now, so anyway, we went to Christmas, of course, you know, didn't have enough. I I mean, I'm telling you guys, like I said, I have liquid, zero liquid cash. Um, And it's been that way for a while. And I haven't been working. I've been living off my disability, which is cool. Um, rock on, you know, suck on the teat of that, (laughs) of the death of capitalism, right? As long as you can. Um, so, you know, I've been in this space for many, many, for over a year where it's like, I don't have money for gas, literally don't have gas. And I made it clear to my parents and my family. I'm like, dude, I don't have money to come down. Um, and I was hoping maybe they'd cash at me. But no, they were like, okay, you know, my family's super stingy. I don't feel ever feel comfortable asking them for money because the answer's always no. And if the answer's not no, it is a series of horrifically um, horrible steps that I have to go through and hoops I have to jump to get money. And it's not worth it for me. So I don't feel, I, I, in no way do I rely financially on my family. My dad pays my phone bill, but I'm taking that as a, 
as a, you know, gratuity for all the, <laughs> all of the, I don't even know. I don't even know. Um, all the trauma. So my parents were like, okay, I mean, nobody's going to, nobody cash at me. Right. So it's like me and my husband are just kind of figuring it out and he's working and I'm not going to talk about him because he's amazing, but we made it down three hours down the road. Hoo hoo. Didn't have enough money to get back up to where we live. So thank God my dad didn't give me cash, um, but he gave me a shell gift card and I'm not going to complain at this point. Um, cause I have nothing left. I have zero, like I said, zero dollars to my name, zero cents. So I, I can't even, you know, beggars cannot be choosers. So that was the beginning of the troubles. The beginning of the troubles for me, we got back home two o'clock in the morning and I knew I was fucked. Um, around that time, I was actually able to start taking my antidepressant again. Cool, right? It's always fun when you have manic depression and you can't take any mood stabilizers, but you can take a fucking antidepressant. Super positive, right? Because at first it's like, oh shit, I feel good things. Wow. Serotonin, I missed you. Oh my God, positive emotion. Haven't felt that in so long. And I, I've been depressed for, you know, all of 2022. And I didn't realize it, unfortunately, until I was at my breaking point. My breaking point was May, just so you know. <laughs> and it's taken me until January. May 22 was my breaking. May 2022 was my breaking point, And I haven't sought hospitalization until uh, January 2023. And I don't want to count how many months that is because it's too much and it's 4.44 a.m. and I'm upset. So it fucked up. So Christmas, as usual, I can never get anything positive from goddamn Christians. I'm sorry, guys. I hate, I, 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 okay, I don't want to say I hate because I really can't ep edit this episode, you know? I have to go to the fucking psych ward in T minus five hours. <laughs> so I don't have time to edit this. So I don't want to have hate speech in my, in my episode. And I don't want to say I hate Christians uh, because my family technically isn't Christian. You know, they're Seventh-day Adventist. And I'm doing a whole episode on that, right? Which is what I talked about on my Instagram. Um, but I hate Christmas. And I don't, and I'm not a fan of Christian Jesus. I'm a fan of real Jesus. Christian Jesus can, I'm not going to be rude, guys, because I'm sure some of you are followers of the Lord. And I don't want to lose any valuable audience members. Please, please, please do not, do not listen to me. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, my hatred for Christmas because of all the trauma I've experienced. And I think I've talked about it in previous episodes, like something about hell during the holidays or some shit, but Christmas is particularly the worst time of year for me and I used to love it as a kid so it just so when people are like oh you're that bitter bitch that hates Christmas it's like no no I have every reason to I used to love it it was my favorite thing as a kid I would listen to this radio show um with my dad we would drive to like 
see my grandparents and I, my dad would let me sit in the front seat and we'd listen to Delilah and you know that was our thing and I loved every minute of it right it was such a special time so it's really nice now that I don't get to have that joy <laughs> anymore and I'm seriously considering converting to Judaism and I'm not and I, I'm gonna get into that uh, because I, yeah yeah I'm gonna get into that um, deeper later you know so Christmas fucked me over this year and I haven't been in the hospital since 2019 so I had it coming you know I had it coming Oof! I've been holding off it's always kind of like with me I'm like okay bitch let's break the record this year let's see how long we can go without a hospitalization come on and I don't know why I do that accent to motivate myself but you know on the inside who I am on the inside is, you know, a short Italian man from Staten Island. Um, and anyway, yeah, it's just been really hard dealing with every single issue uh, that somebody can deal with. And I'm not saying this to pity, like, don't have pity for me, because, like, what is that going to do? It's not productive. But being poor, being mentally ill not having, you know, not being able to take your medication, um, being a woman in the United States, which I know we have rights technically, but losing access to abortion this year, really, <laughs> this is going to give everything away, but it really fucked me up, you know, really fucked me up, really messed up my plans, and I'm grateful for everything, and I, like I said, I'm not talking about all that. So... Flash forward to now, right? Ever since Christmas, my sleep schedule has been off. Haven't gotten a nice, decent night. And there have been several super stressful things that have happened since then that were out of my control involving friends and family. Yay. Just, you know, I'm not, I never, I'm never going to talk shit about my family on this show, right? And I talk about my friends, um, but I'm never going to, like, name names and, like, mo a lot. I don't know. The people I know who listen to this are not people. <laughs> like, it's always surprising who messages me on Instagram about my show. Because it's never people who are, like, my supposed friends. Which is fine. Like, I know it's not. This show is not for, you know, normal people, I guess. So it's like a lot of people who have mental health issues that I would assume watch my sh or listen to my show. And I'm not mad, by the way. Like, I love my audience. So don't, like, feel bad. I love you guys. Every message I get, I appreciate, right? And I love. And, like, thank you so much for listening. And every follow, like, I see this shit, guys. And I really fucking appreciate it. So it's really random people that show up in my, in my uh, messages. And I'm like, whoa who are you? You know, and it's not like I don't know these people, but I'm like, cool. Like I'm reaching not the people who, you know, I'm talking about on my show. So that's positive. Um, but I had experiences, you know, with friends who, who chose, you know, chose love over everything. And there was kind of that theme going on in my friendships this year, which is like, I'd rather be in a relationship than deal with any of my issues, you know, and I want to make an episode about that because I've experienced that. It's just now that I'm 25, I'm not into that and I'm not into the drama. 
I, I, I'm not, I have no patience to hear about toxic relationships at this point in my life from any of the people close to me. And, you know, I, I'm not even fucking subtweeting. Like, I'll tell you this to, I'll tell this, per, I'll tell these people to their face. They don't listen to the show, like I said, and they should, because they could, you know, but they're not ready to be self-aware. And that's cool. Um, and like, I'm not judging people for their journey ever. I want to make that very clear. It's not judgment. I can criticize without being judgmental. And I know maybe that's like a controversial thing and hard for people to accept. But at this point, I've got to be open and come out of the closet. I'm a Virgo. I'm a Virgo. I'm going to criticize. Okay. And I'm not going to lie to you. It's impossible for me to lie at this point. So I've been dealing with like lose. Literally, I lost a friend and not like, you know, they're not dead. Um, but I lost a friend to a toxic relationship this year and I'm grieving that even though this person, I mean, technically wasn't super close to me, but sometimes you really connect with people on a soul level and I do not, like I said, I don't, I, I don't judge people for their choices. Like, I'm going to criticize you and be real with you, but I'm not judging you. I understand how hard it is to live. I get it. And it just hurts me so bad to see my friends crying over people who are treating them like garbage. It's, it's heartbreaking. And so when you lose a friend, when, when you lose a friend to a toxic relationship and you don't know when you're ever going to see them or hear from them again... There is, like, a grieving process that goes on, right? Um, and you can only, like, do so much. And people really have to learn things the hard way. And it's heartbreaking to see. So I experienced that this year for the first time in a really long time. Because I haven't had friends in a really long time. And my life was so chill. <laughs> Whew, I remember when I didn't have any friends. Except for the people at work how happy I was, how carefree. I was only like dealing with my problems and I didn't care about anybody but myself. And it was really nice, you know? And everything changed. I got back together with my hubby and he kind of like brought all these people back into my life, which I'm not mad about, you know? But it's like a big change to go from zero social life to being around people who've known you since you were in huggies. Not that it's a bad thing. I'm really grateful for the support. But when you operate for so long on your own as like a lone wolf, there is a super big adjustment into social settings. And I, I, I like forgot, I forgot how to be an extrovert. I don't have the skill, like I don't have the skill set anymore. And I'm slowly learning again, you know, how to interact with people and be nice and like have like a positive demeanor. Um, but it's so difficult for me to be fake with people. So setting boundaries is like super important, right? And if somebody is like putting you through all that stress and you're not even involved in their relationship, you have to set boundaries because otherwise you'll go insane and you're not the one, you know, doing that. And, and I, if you're like, yeah, like I said, the people I'm talking about aren't listening to my show. <laughs> um, and if they are, stop being a pussy and hit me up because I'll keep it real with you and I know the reason you're not talking to me is because you know I'll tell you the truth and you're afraid to hear it, bitch. 
come for me, guys. Come for me, please. Um, please criticize me, fight with me. Nobody ever does, you know, because I, <laughs> there's no point in messing with me. I'm too crazy, too crazy and unpredictable. Um, and I mean, I have so much dirt, <laughs> you know, so, and I'm not saying that in like a threatening way, you know, but you don't want to mess with me. So anyway, that was dark guys. And so now let's, let's get back to my life, right? That's just kind of what I've been going through. Um, and literally the entire year of 2022, I felt so stuck and I always feel stuck for some reason. There's always some sort of fucking obstacle in my way, whether it, and I, and listen, I'm not, I'm just being real. Like I said, don't pity me, right? Don't pity me, cash at me. (laughs) Um, you know, I'm dealing with poverty is fucking rough. Even if you have nothing, no, no, you know, nothing wrong with you, which nobody does, right? Nobody has everything, all the facets in, in order and shit, but going through poverty is no joke. Um, and, and that alone takes a toll on you after a while, just not, not being able to do certain things. And in this country, thanks to sweet, sweet capitalism and white supremacy and colonization, um, it's illegal to be poor. (laughs) So, you know, so that's, you know, it's illegal to be poor, right? Um, and I'm going to get into that later, but it really takes a toll on you after a while. And I haven't been working either, so you know, that doesn't help. And I was, I work in food service. I'm a food service bitch. Food service is like an abusive relationship because you're being exploited. You know it. Um, and then you have to like, if you guys haven't worked in food service, watch white Lotus and you'll know what it's fucking like. That is the best show. And it was so, I watched it, uh, last night. I'm, I'm still on the first season guys and I'm loving every second of it, but I'm so emotional right now. Um, and so I was crying the whole time cause it was so, it's such a real show. It's almost too real for me right now at this point in my life. Like I'm not, um, mentally capable to like, I can't watch it at this point. That's why I'm going to the fucking psych ward. Right. So, um, working in food service is like one of the worst jobs you can get. And I don't mean that. I don't know. If you work in food service, you know what I'm saying. So I was working at Cracker Barrel, which worst job ever, hands down. But I was making a shit ton of money. And I mean, for a server, you know, I think people don't understand servers make more than nurses. Servers make more than nurses. You need no skills to be a server, like almost no skills. Not saying it's not a hard job, not saying you don't need skills. It's not for everybody. But I didn't realize how little nurses were paid until I was like watching this girl and she was like, yeah, I make 40 bucks an hour. And I was like, wait a second, you have, no, 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 girl, no, you have a full nursing degree. You make 40 bucks an hour? What? Um, I was making, I don't even know. I, I calculated it once. I don't remember, but I was working 50 hours a week. Let's do some math. I was working 50 hours a week, 10 hours a day, five days a week. At fucking Cracker Barrel. <laughs> um, $2 an hour. So, base pay, $2 an hour. Gotta love it. 
and then you know you live off the tips right um, and poor people tip better because you know they have hearts and souls and there's no rich people going to Cracker Barrel if they go there they're they're the worst so anyway I was making bank I don't remember how much but I would pull on a good week I'd pull almost $900 a week which is in my opinion unheard of in this in this economy you know if you're like if you have not and I know it's weird right now because it's like people who have degrees are making like people who have full teaching degrees were making less than me as a server um so I kind of stopped feeling guilty about it because I used to feel bad I was like damn I'm fucking uneducated you know I'm a piece of shit but I'm pulling 800 bucks a week and all my friends with master's degrees are starving and no offense you guys but yeah like I said these people aren't listening to my show um so anyway, it's interesting. It's such a weird fucking time to be alive, but it's so horrible being exploited at your job and being yelled at constantly. And I was in a good enough headspace during the summer or like from, when did I work at Cracker Barrel? It was like February to May, not long at all. <laughs> uh, but it felt, like, it felt like I'd been there for like 25 years when I was done, just the amount of stress I had been under. Um, but the people were amazing. Like the, the other servers were incredible. And like I met one of my favorite people ever, CJ. I know you're not listening, bitch, but I love you. Um, so you just need, you, yeah. Um, so it was, I was really burnt out. It's like, it was like a fast burn and then I spent all of my money. Cause it's very hard to manage $800 cash. You know, when you count all your cash at the end of the week, it's like, I think I was, I couldn't, I was just, I was not, I was not in a good zone financially. I was not on top of my shit and I was like, whoa, I've never had this much money in my life. And I was getting, I got my nails done every week. You know, I was, I was being irresponsible and it was a lot of fun. So I don't have any regrets, right? Because I was paying my rent. Everything was good. You know, I could actually afford to buy groceries. I got off of food stamps during that time. Because I was like, hell yeah, I can buy groceries. I'm going to work at Cracker Barrel forever. <laughs> um, and I would have if my manager hadn't been, uh, I don't even know. I can't, I'm, there's no other word to describe her, but, and I'm not going to say it because I can't edit this episode. But it's C-U-N-T, see you next Tuesday. No other word to describe it. Managers at foods, and I'm not, like I said, the people I'm talking about aren't listening to the show, but managers in food service are, and I know it's not their fault necessarily because it's always like, you know, every single person is getting chewed out by somebody up, up above them, right? So the, the low-level managers, I don't give a fuck about you guys, whatever. But the head general manager, whew. biggest bi bitch and yeah i just it's like we're getting screamed at we're making two dollars an hour we're getting blamed for every fucking thing the cooks are making twenty dollars an hour talking shit the whole time um not cooking the food thoroughly um and then the servers do get blamed for everything and i don't care if you're a line cook log off so that's kind of what i was going through so I didn't make any money, you know, that was depressing. All of my money went towards moving, um, and like being in a long distance relationship and like just, and I don't regret it. Um, 
I regret not saving. Like, I don't regret the experiences I had because I had a really good summer in a weird way. I, I reconnected with all these people that I hadn't seen in so long. And it was really scary and uncomfortable. But ultimately, I'm thankful, you know, because now I have sort of a support system and it's weird still. And I don't always like it. I don't always like it. I'm not a girl who wants to, like, have to answer to anybody or, like, tell people, you know, like, hey, I made it home. I'm not used to that because my parents don't really give a shit. Like, they didn't give a shit like that about me. Um, So, so it's weird. It's weird having friends again. It's very weird. I don't know the boundaries. I don't know the rules. I don't know what to do. And I feel like I'm always a terrible friend. Uh, even though I've known, you know, lots of these people since I was literally two years old. So it's like, they don't fucking care. They know who I am. And I love you guys so much. But it's fucking weird to adjust. It's weird to adjust. So that's where I was at last year. Um, and then Christmas, like I said. And now it's 2023. I started off the year really well. I had a really good, like, you know, New Year's Day. And I, I make plans and God laughs. I make plans and Hashem looks down on me and he says, you stupid idiot. Huh. Stupid idiot. And it's not that, like, I know everything's going to work out. I know everything's going to be okay. Um, I'm past the point where I'm afraid. I mean, I'm afraid to go to the hospital. I'm not going to lie. I'm fucking terrified to go. I have to go by myself. So that's cool. And I have no family here. Um, so, and I mean, you know, the only person I would rely on, I rely on in my family, uh, really genuinely is my mom and she's not here. Normally she would go through all this bullshit with me. So this is kind of the first time and I've been on my own before. Like I've been, I've, I've done all this before, but it's different. I don't know. Cause I'm not really, I mean, I'm manic, but it's not the same, man, because of the, and I'm not saying that, I don't know. I don't ever want to, I mean, bitch, I don't even need to explain myself. Um, it's just not, it's not the same kind of feeling that I have, have ever had with mania. It's not psychosis, you know, and there's so much going on besides my, um, my pre, pre-existing conditions that are causing me to have these like mood swings and shit. So it's a different, it just hits different guys. It hits different. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm really scared to go to the psych ward. Um, And I know this is a good one. Like, I'm in this area where I kind of grew up. I hate to say that. I don't want anybody to know where I am. But I don't care if you guys figure it out at the same time. It's like, whatever. But I'm in this area where I grew up, kind of. And so I, like, know, you know, I know the hospital I'll be going to. I know my psychiatrist. I'm in a different state. I'm in a, not a rural area. Um, I actually have, like, this is the first time that things, it's not that things are easy. It's that things are easier, right? Because you have to jump hoops with any kind of medical care in the United States and anything, anything in the United States. It's like jump through these unnecessary fucking hoops 
and go through endless bullshit until you sort of get what you're looking for. And I mean that in any facet, anything, the government, any fucking thing you want to do in the U.S., it's like endless bullshit and then you get to your goal. And I want to know what it's like in other countries because I haven't been in so long. Fuck. So anyway, it's endless bullshit, but it is a lot easier. (laughs) It is a lot easier at this hospital. They have an app and you can schedule appointments on the app and you can call your provider directly. It's like, whoa. In Virginia, they don't do that, baby. (laughs) In rural Virginia, no, they don't do that shit. You're lucky if you get a psychiatrist. You're lucky if you get a therapist. And it's not going to be a qualified therapist. No offense, guys. It's going to be like a blonde, white, licensed clinical social worker who's married to a former Mennonite man. And deeply, you can tell they're deeply, like, troubled, you know. Um, but, but they're, you know, they try. And, and, I, and I don't get anything out of that kind of therapy anymore, right? I'm not mad. I'm not bashing. I love all my... Everybody who's ever helped me, I love you. But I'm in deep need of Freudian psychological therapy. And licensed clinical social workers can't give that to me at this moment. So, and I'm not mad at you, at like anybody. Um, um, it's just been my experience with licensed clinical social workers. And I'm not really, like, I don't know. I know you guys are probably like, why didn't you go to therapy this whole time? I didn't, I tried to go to therapy a lot, but it was not in alignment. It was just like, I, number one, had no energy, which, whatever. Number two, I was not getting anywhere. Literally, when I would go to my therapist, it was like, sit, and I, and I, I didn't, I, I need a therapist who can see through my bullshit, man. Because I'm a performer, you guys. I don't want to be that bitch, but I'm a performer. Um... I put on a show whenever I go anywhere and I don't want people to really know that I'm struggling and I'm afraid. I'm really skeptical of the medical community because I've had so many horrible experiences with psychiatrists and doctors and hospitals and I've been treated inhumanely. So there is this genuine like, I'm not going to be honest with you because when I've been honest about how I feel, I get locked up and put on medication that isn't good for me and and you know is you know and and I'm forced to do things I don't want to do that's how it was in Virginia and I actually talked to one of my I don't even know what to call this person my icon um my inspire not my inspiration but like who I want to be right um this is like a close I I don't know like a close family friend like I um, you know, anyway, I don't need to get into it. You know who you are, but, uh, this person I know who has similar issues as me. And I remember talking to them and, and they've lived here and in, in a different state, not in Virginia. And, you know, I was telling them like how inhumanely I've been treated. And they're like, no, I've had good experience every time I went to the psych ward. And I was like, what? People have good experiences with the psych ward. And I kind of like was mad at first. I'm like, Wow. Well, fuck me, I guess, right? And then I was like, damn, so you don't have to get treated like shit. That's cool. It's cool to know that that's available, that, like, good care is available to me. Um, so I'm kind of hopeful about this experience, and I don't really, I don't know what to expect, but I'm like, 
you know, going in, I want to kind of like give you guys a visual. I feel like I'm strapped into a roller coaster and I'm kind of getting up to the top and I'm so scared, but I'm like, I mean, I'm strapped in, you know, fuck, I'm strapped in and I'm at the top and I'm looking down and it's like, there's no, I can't even, can't stop it now. <sighs> That's kind of how I feel about this psych ward situation. Like, I really don't have another option. And I should have gone months ago. I should have gone when I was feeling suicidal in May. Um, but I was so scared. I'm like, I just have such trauma around um, seeking mental health treatment that it is like everything in me is saying, do not, do not, number one, don't be honest with the provider. Um, don't give away details, right? Don't tell them what's actually going on because they'll use that against you to force you to do things you don't want to do. Number two, um, you know, it's the main one. Just don't be honest and don't seek treatment. And, and I, because it doesn't end up well. And I have like an episode, don't go to the psych ward. And I still stand by that. Um, so I'm not a hypocrite, obviously, but I'm at the point where, I mean, and this is what always happens with me. My brain can't shut off. So that's my biggest issue. My body isn't, my body, I love my body. You know, knock on wood, but I'm like physically healthy. And so, I mean, I'm chubby, but like, all my numbers are good, so suck my ass. I'm not getting on Ozempic. But, um, I don't know. My mind is not, it's not in, it's not in working order. It's just not. And I always do this, and I'm not beating myself up here, you guys. Um, but I think I try, and I'm learning this lesson right now. Um, I'm really, cause I am a performer, like I said, and I am always going to say the show must go on. Um, and many times, um, man mania has stopped me dead in my tracks and said, no bitch, now is not your time. And it's discouraging because I've always known who I am. I've always known I want to be a media producer. I've always known I want to help people. Um, and I always know that's what I want to do. Uh, so <laughs> every time I've tried, I've tried to be online so much guys, since 2016, I've been making videos. They're not up anymore. Um, but I was everywhere and I mean, not like in a, not like viral, not like people knew who I was, but I was try I was, I've been pushing this like online shit since 2016 and I would have pushed it before had I had the resources um and the reason is because I just want to make content that's my passion that's my you know that's what I want to do and I and I and I think like I didn't realize <sighs> I don't know I guess I hold myself to this standard I've all I always have because when you're mentally ill, people don't, you know, and I know, whatever, I know we've, we're moving past the stigma, but it's not treated the same as physical illnesses, especially if you present well. Um, so this whole time, I'm just fighting to be like, I'm fighting for things that normal people don't have to fight for. 
if that makes sense. And I know you guys understand what I mean, right? Like, I just want to, I just want to be able to fall asleep without, you know, 16 clonopins. Um, obviously that's an exaggeration, uh, but it would just be cool if I could just fall asleep without medication. And I haven't been able to since I was 13 years old. And before that, I've, I've had chronic insomnia my entire life, entire life. So my biggest wish, it would not be to take away the bipolar. It wouldn't be to take away the trauma. None of that. It would be if I could sleep without meds. I don't care what I have to do. I'd eat, I, no, I'm not going to say I'd eat shit because I'm not Kim Kardashian. You know, she said she'd eat shit to stay young. It's fucking pathetic. No, I wouldn't degrade myself because I actually respect myself and value myself. However, it would be cool if I could sleep. That's like all I want. And I think that's why sometimes I get suicidal because it's not that I want to die. I just want to fucking sleep for a month. That's all. Is it that hard to ask? Why can't I just go into hibernation like the bears and live in a fucking cave and emerge and be healed? And my dad told me, I don't know where he got this information, but he said, you know, he told me like one time he was like, yeah, in, in Native American cultures, they would make this tea. And, he, and if somebody was manic, they would feed them, they would let them drink this tea and they would be asleep for a month and they'd wake up and be fine. And I'm trying to get back to the natural shit, guys. I'm trying to... Where is this tea? What is this tea? Please, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I, like, somebody help me out. Somebody help me out. If there's any, like, native people listening who have any sort of remedies for anything, please hit me up. Indigenous people. Somebody. Anybody. Just tell me some sort of natural remedy that can knock me out that's not a benzodiazepine. Please, please. And I know they're out there. Like, I know it's not, I know it's not impossible. I know that. So I just get discouraged that, that like, because of, and I'm not going to get into all this shit. It just sucks that all of this, like, ancient knowledge was lost. And now corporations run the United States. So it's like, you can't really even try. And I don't care if you guys think this is a conspiracy, fucking Google it. Um, you know, you can't really trust doctors cause they don't tell you they're, they're getting paid to promote certain medications. So it, I mean, if you trust them, you trust them. Right. Uh, but you don't know if you can, <laughs> and they don't tell you the natural shit. Like they don't tell you natural remedies for anything. So and it's like, you want to, and then they, and then there's this like, oh, you're Googling shit. And it's like, yeah, cause I'm a woman in America and the medical system doesn't care about me and they don't care about, I don't think they care about anybody, but white guys, truly straight white guys. And I don't know, I don't know. So, and I'm not saying that to be that annoying woke person, but I think that's legitimately the case, uh, based off of my years of experience. And even, and even if you have mental health issues and you're a white guy, they don't give a, they don't care about you. Mental health issues are not, the, no, they don't care about you. They don't care about you. They do not care about you. They don't care about you. I'm sorry, but you need to hear it. That's why I speak about self-advocacy and I don't like, I don't like it. You know, I didn't sleep all night and I woke up this morning and I knew I needed to go to the hospital last night but I'm not going through emergency room bullshit if I don't have to. 
And my doctors told me multiple times, you know, if you need something, here's this number, text or call, we'll get you in. And I, don't, I haven't had that kind of a doctor before. <laughs> Can you believe it? I've never had a good doctor before. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go to the emergency room and be there for five and a half hours and deal with bullshit because they're horrible. I've, I've never had, I mean, and I don't know how it is here, right? But can't do it. Can't do it with those evil bitches. So, um, so I messaged my doctor, you know, 3 a.m. And I just said, you know, hey, I want to discuss my options because I can't sleep. Um, and I'm going to give him a call as soon as the office opens. But I don't know. It's just weird. I'm nervous. I'm really scared. But, like, there's nothing I can do. I just have to trust the process. Right? Right? Um, and trust that, like, it's going to work out instead of something horrible happening and me having to go through more trauma, which is going to cause me more trauma, which is going to cause me more trauma. You know what I mean? Because it's just a vicious cycle and I'm breaking it. I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm never doing it again. Ever. 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 I'm not going through that. Um... So, I guess I want to say, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Like I said, I can't edit this episode. And I don't know how you, like, I don't even know what you got. I don't know. I don't know. I know I, know I have people who listen to the show. And I'm thankful you guys message me. And it really, it really encourages me. If I don't respond right away, just know that I read it and I cried about it. And I'm going to respond as soon as I get out of this fucking psych ward. But I want, I want to be real, number one. Um, and this kind of experience I really haven't had before. I haven't had like a responsible psych ward visit before. I'm very destructive. I'm very impulsive normally. And I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of like anything. And I'm, I'm not saying that as like, I'm not afraid of anything. It's not a good thing. You know, you should be, you should have caution. Um, you should have boundaries. And I've learned that now. So I am, you know, I am proud of myself because like, I didn't do as much cringy shit as I normally do when I feel this way. And I guess that's cool. But, you know, and I didn't yell at anybody. And whenever I was angry at people, because I get really angry at my family. But whenever I was angry at them, despite what I posted online, which is like, I don't, I stand by what I posted. If you saw it on my personal page, if you read the post about me, like I'm exposing some dadmatism, that's still happening, guys. I mean, like, that's not fucking... Like, I'm still doing it. However, I thought it was wise. You know, I, I recorded an unhinged rant. And I said, you know what? I'm going to sit on this for a second. <laughs> I'm going to sit on this for a second. And instead of posting this, I'm going to record a, 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 a you know, a, a, an informed, um, organized discussion. So I don't just talk shit about... <laughs> everybody I know for an hour and a half. 
but that's coming. Like, I don't want you to think that I, you know, I'm not about it. But some of y'all don't read my captions and I love you. I love you. It's like, I'm never, whenever people don't message me or like, I don't know, I'm not petty like that. And I don't think anybody really is anymore if you're my age and you're secure. Like, I don't get insecure if somebody doesn't text me back. Like, I don't get insecure if somebody like doesn't call me or like doesn't read a message or doesn't like respond to something on my story. Like, I don't fucking give a shit. All the women I know, all the women I follow, oof, you guys are such badasses. You, I mean, if you don't have a degree, you're fucking working your ass off um, and you're paying your own bills. Like, I'm so proud of you guys. And I don't even really know you guys that well. But, like, I'm so amazed. Amazed. And all my followers on Instagram are female. There's two, two guys. <laughs> two guys. Um, maybe a couple gays, right? But like my, my audience, and I know my audience on the podcast is more mixed. So I'm not like isolating the men. Like I hear you, I see you, but I am so incredibly inspired by the women I see every day, every day, every day. And it's, and it's women I don't know online that I interact with on Reddit. I love Reddit. Um, I love my corner of Reddit. Um, and it's the women on my Instagram that I follow that I'm, insanely inspired by every day so just just so you know if I'm looking at your story like I'm in awe of you and I'm so proud of you and I'm like like so many women I know they started their own business from the ground up um so many women I know are psych nurses I have a lot of psych nurse friends which is awesome I have a lot of nurse friends in general badass Um, I have just like just people I don't even know what y'all are doing but when you post on your stories I'm like fuck yes, bitch. I love it. I, I love it. I'm so proud of you guys. And I don't, I'm not trying to sound condescending. I haven't accomplished anything. I mean, you know, uh, maybe I have, but like, I, I feel like a piece of shit and I'm not comparing myself to anybody because I don't do that. But like, I'm so happy for you guys. I'm so proud of you guys. I love you. I'm, I see you succeeding. I see you. I see these women doing it all. And I am, applauding you. I am inspired by you. I am deeply encouraged by you. Just so you know. And if I don't message you and tell you that, if you hear this, I love you. I am in awe of you. Um, rock on, dude. Rock on, please. Women are incredible. And I and my husband, every time I start getting on my women's shit, Um, he, he, he starts like singing this, like, he's like, he starts singing like inspirational music to like back me up. Cause I start, I get on my women empowerment speech and I, it's not easy for me to stop. So, and I don't want to stop now, but I'm at 50 minutes, bitch. I don't know what to do. It's 5.35 AM. You know, the office doesn't open for who knows how long. But I just wanted to make this so you guys know what's going on. Um, And now I'm going to kind of talk more about my content and where that's going. So I think you can tell I'm moving more into long form content. Um, I've had such a complex relationship with like content creation because it like I see these producers, my producer icon right now, just so you know. So you can follow him. I'm not going to fucking, you know, tag him because I have three subscribers. 
Um, but the homeless pimp on Instagram, homeless pimp, he is a comedy like podcast producer. He is, and and it's, I'm not like, I promise you guys, I'm not ever, I'm never going to be straight enough to be like attracted to men. Um, you know, my husband is the only, only one for me person for me. It goes beyond gender, but I don't talk about my sexuality that much. I don't think, but I'm super bi. And I mean, if I wasn't with a man, it would be full les, full les, which is cool. Like it doesn't fucking matter. I'm not, and that's why I don't talk about it. Right. Um, but I'm just letting you guys know. So you don't think I'm sexualizing this guy just in case my husband is listening to this, but it's like, I have a, I have a, I don't want to say this, but like, it's like a, it's not a crush. It's just like, I see this man and I don't know how old he is. I think he's my age. Um, but he's producing, I can't even count probably. I don't even know how many podcasts editing, producing, doing all this shit. I don't think he runs like the social media for the podcast, but he takes really cool pictures on his Instagram. He lives in New York. He's my inspiration right now. He's what I want to be. So, (laughs) so that's homeless pimp. Um, and you should really check out his Instagram. I repost his stuff sometimes on my personal page because I love his pictures. Um, they're super candid, super real. He actually has a podcast too. Um, but it's like chill. He doesn't post a lot cause he's doing so much. He works with Chaz Palminteri. If you don't know who that is, you're living under a rock. Um, and like he produces Chaz Palminteri's podcast. Um, he produces Chris Stefano's podcast. He produces Sal Volcano's and uh, Joe DeRosa. Anyway, I'm nerding out right now. I'm nerding out over Homeless Pimp. It's like, that's what I'm saying. It's not a romantic thing. It's like, a, I'm nerding out over your production quality. So I don't want to get too deep into that. But like, that's, I, <laughs> I just want to be a, pro- a media producer. I'm, and I've realized that. I am, I mean, I knew that my whole life, but now I'm, I'm like kind of seeing it come to fruition. So I wanted to get my content on, on a schedule and, you know, I see homeless pimp and I'm just using him as an example. I don't care if you guys like don't know who he is, but it's like, I see these content creators who are, at, who are really successful, who are like making money and producing quality content. It's like fucking amazing. And and I know they, they have crazy schedules and like, that's all they do. So, um, I want to get to that point eventually, but I have, I'm in a relationship. I have a little family, you know, I've got people in my life that I've got to take care of. I'm a woman and women have to do it all. It's not even, it's like a requirement as a woman to do it all. I know people are like women. Yeah. I don't want to hear you talk about women. Um, but women really do it all. And I think it's like conflicting for me because I want to, I don't want to limit myself, but I want to be realistic with my expectations. So I think I put a lot of pressure on myself to like produce content at a level that I'm not, it's not like I'm not qualified. I mean, I'm not qualified for it. Let's be honest. I'm everything I know is self-taught. So I haven't been to school. I didn't go to art school. I don't have a SMAD degree, you know? Um, I have no real, like, I've never been taught any of these skills as far as editing goes, anything I've taught all myself, like editing video and audio. Uh, and it's like, I do really well for not knowing anything in my opinion. Um, but you get to a certain point where you're like, 
banging your head against the wall because you don't know what the fucking secrets are and the tricks. And that's the shit you learn in school. So, and I know I can teach myself, but it's like, like I said, I'm poor. I have two dogs. I have a man to take care of. And men are helpless babies. And you have to remind them to drink water. And you have, like, you have to force feed them. And not only that, but, like, I have to take care of myself. <laughs> so it's a challenge. And I, and I believe in myself. I know I can do anything. I know that. Um, but I have to accept my limitations and I'm learning. The lesson I'm learning is I can, I, I am allowed and I'm like, this is all my personal experience, but I think you guys can like, can get something from this, but like, I'm learning that I need to allow myself to cater to my mental health. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Cause my whole life I've tried to force myself into this normal people box do what normal people do. Wake up every day at 5 a.m., drink a cup of coffee, take an Adderall. And this, I've never taken an Adderall in my life. I, I would die. But like, you know, go to work, work 12 hours, come home, clean your house, do the dishes, take out your dogs, walk, work out. And I know some people can do that, but I can't. I try so hard to maintain a schedule. I try so hard. And it's not like, and when I'm doing my best is when I'm on a schedule. But actually getting on a schedule is difficult when you can't sleep. Like when your basic need isn't being met, it's almost impossible to get anything done. So I'm changing the way I do my content to cater to myself because I don't want to give up on this podcast, bro. The name is too good. The name is too good for me to ever let go of. And if somebody ever tries to copyright this shit... I'll fight them till the day I die. You heard it here first. But unless they pay me a bunch of money. But I just, I can't let this podcast go. Um, Because the whole time I haven't been making episodes, I've received messages from you guys thanking me for my creation. And I'm not saying that as like a, ooh, I'm so amazing. I'm saying that as like, wow, I didn't know anybody listened. You know, pretty much I just do this for myself for fun. Um, And this is the first episode I'm posting in a while, but I've recorded hundreds of episodes this whole time. It's just, it's been, it's been, there was too many obstacles. And I think for me, I'm not going to get into spiritual stuff much, but, you know, when something isn't in alignment, when something is continually not working and I'm experiencing resistance... I, 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 I take that as a sign in a sense, right? Because there is resistance that is meant to propel you forward. And there's resistance that's meant to tell you to pause and wait. Um, and for a while, it was pause and wait. Last year, it was pause and wait, okay? I made my episode with Holly in April. Peace out, Girl Scout. I'm gone. Um, and I was happy to wait. I was going through so much that I couldn't comprehend. And I still can't comprehend everything I've been through. But I'm at a place now where the obstacles are motivating me and making me angry. And when things make me angry, I get the most shit done. So, and I mean, like, there is like, it's just such, it's so different. It's so weird. So weird. I don't talk about this stuff with people. And I 
you know, I don't even, I don't even, I, I, I don't even feel comfortable telling my husband my feelings. So it's like pulling, it's like, it feels like whenever I'm trying to express a feeling and I don't want to even get into why, cause I can't, I can't think about my trauma right now, but expressing my feelings to another person sometimes feels like they like some like there's a knife in my stomach and there's a rope attached to the knife and it's being pulled through my esophagus that's how hard it is for me to express a feeling to other people because I don't trust anybody I don't trust a soul and I and and now I mean I do in a way but it's so hard for me so hard I cannot let people in I'm terrified because I've had so many negative experiences. I've been, and I'm not going to like sit here and have a fucking pity party, bitch, but I've been let down and betrayed so many times. And once it, once you're burned so many times, it's like, you're not, you don't let anybody in. You don't let anybody see the real you. You're not able to be vulnerable. And I kind of think vulnerability is sort of a scam. And I'm going to talk about that more, but I've been vulnerable with the wrong people. And then they use it against you. And it's like, when I, I'm, I'm a real person, I'm a hundred percent authentic. And I, and I don't, I always forget that not everybody is that way. Not everybody's living that life. Not everybody's making that choice. That's cool. No judgment, but everybody's on a different path. So whenever you're fully authentic and vulnerable with somebody and they're not in that space, they don't take it the same way. They don't receive it the same way. So instead of, and this is just one example, but I've had this happen a lot with people who I've been friends with. It's like, I'm being real and they're, they're, they're threatened because they're not dealing with themselves. They're not aware of themselves and they can see they're, they're, they're perceptive enough to see that I'm aware, but it scares them because they're not at that space. And it's not like, I don't, I'm not saying people are jealous of me because like I said, got no money. There's nothing to fucking be jealous of, right? I have nothing. However, I do have self-awareness, which is not something everybody has. That's not really dead ass. Dead ass. So when an insecure person looks at a secure person, it doesn't make them more secure, right? They're comparing themselves. Um, you know, they're not happy for you. And I, I can see through bullshit. I've had, and I don't, I think most people have that gift but some people don't. So I don't know. Like I can see that bullshit. It's just basic bullying from sixth grade. You know, uh, the mean girl brings you down because she feels bad about herself. I learned that in the sixth grade. So when I see that now as a 25 year old, when I see somebody older than me trying to like make me feel bad about myself because they want what I have or they like, you know, they want, they want all the rewards of all the hard work I did for themselves without doing anything for themselves. (laughs) And I don't want to get into that because I don't want to talk about how good my life is and brag, right? Because that's not good, you know, but somebody could look at me and be like, wow, at least she's in a relationship. I want to be in a relationship more than anything. And I'm so insecure about myself that, you know, instead of confronting my own problems, I'm going to be a shady little bitch and like, say these pointed things to that, that I think sound genuine, you know, but they're not, and I'm not stupid enough to fall for that bullshit. So that was the friend I lost this year. Not sad, but that's the one I'm grieving right now. And it's complicated. Um, but I'm not, I don't deal with the petty bullshit. Not about it. I see through it right away. (sighs) 
and I give you a chance. I'm willing to give you a chance to prove yourself to me, but my intuition doesn't lie. So at the end of the day, you're getting cut off and it's just a matter of when. That's how I feel about people who are not secure. And, there's, and I know everybody deals with insecurities, but I mean the deeply insecure people who, who can, yeah, can't handle, can't handle life. Um, so I don't really want to get into all that, but, and I don't even know where I was going. <sighs> but I just wanted to give you guys an update and let you know, like, don't, <laughs> I don't know, give yourself a break, you know, bend a little bend a little to your mental health. I've tried to be rigid for so long and finally I know it doesn't work and it's okay to like ask for help. And I know I talk about this. That was like one of the first episodes I did. We asking for help and I've never fucking asked for help in my life. You know, um, I don't feel comfortable. I'm so afraid. And it's like my, my, my partner like beats it into my head. You know, I'm here for you. I support you. I love you. And I'm like, I don't believe you. Sorry. Don't believe you, you know? Um, yeah, but this person, and I don't, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Um, but people beat it into your head enough that they love you and support you. And if their actions are consistent enough, then you can regain trust. But the, my, the person I'm married to is the only person I've ever fully cut off that I've allowed back in my life. And that speaks, that's huge for me. Huge, huge, it's huge, it's huge. That's a big deal, considering I do not trust a single soul. And the trust issues are brutal, man. It's such an everyday thing. That's what's so fucked up about all this shit. It's like you wanna, yeah, it's like you recognize it and you're like, oh, fuck yeah, I recognize the problem, everything's good. And then you have to live with it every day still and deal with it every day. And then one day you just don't think about it anymore. (sighs) So that's where I'm at. And I'm not afraid, like, I don't know. I just want to leave you guys with like a positive message. I know I sound deadpan and emotionless and that's cool. Um, but... I'm really finally learning how to cater to myself. And I'm sick of the obstacles. It's like not that, I don't know how to put it. I don't know how to put it. I, I'm not letting them get in my way anymore, if that makes sense. And I just know, I, I believe in myself. That's all I have. That's all I fucking have is the ability to bounce back. That is all That's like my only skill. So I just have to use that. And I'm just saying this to be real. Like I really hope somebody gets something from this and it's not just me being selfish and blathering for an hour. But I just wanted you guys to know where I'm coming from. And I promise the next episode I do is going to be planned and well thought out. And everything from now on is going to be, I mean, I guess this is going to be pre-recorded because I'm probably going to like post it later so I don't have to think about it. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try to post this in a couple days in advance. Like, I don't know, 
because I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with that immediate, you know, that immediate stress of posting and then checking and then being stressed that nobody's listening. So I don't know what to say. I don't want to let you go. I miss talking to you guys. Um, I have recorded so many episodes, you know, my computer's broken and I have like a fucking nice microphone. Can't use it. Lost all my cords, right? It's just been one shit show after another. And like I said, I'm at the point where instead of getting bogged down and feeling like hopeless, like I can't do shit, um, I feel, and I don't even want to get excited, but I feel slightly empowered and I feel like, you know, you just have to keep fighting and I'm not going to feel that way in an hour. So I will leave you with that. I promise everything's okay. Like everything's fine with me. It's going to be okay if you care. (laughs) I'm joking, you guys. And I don't know if anybody will even listen to this, right? Uh, But I just wanted to give this to you guys because I've been teasing content on my Instagram and I know there's probably people like somebody. Yeah, it's just like read the caption. I know you guys are busy working, doing so much. Um, but the, the post on my Instagram, on my manic state of mind page, I explicitly said the content I'm posting about, you know, it's pre I'm pre-recording it now. And I know it's probably against the rules of content creation to, you know, talk about a project before it happens. Um, but I'm allowing myself to learn and I don't have I don't have anybody telling me what to do. So I'm literally figuring this out as I go. So thanks for your patience and support as I figure out all of this by myself. Um, (sighs) I don't know. It's hard for me because I don't consume mental health content because I, you know, I produce it. I don't consume it because it's deeply boring to me. And I'm not like not in a bad way. It's just I don't want to I don't want to hear about it. I don't really, I'm, I don't want to read a book about bipolar disorder at this ever. I never have. I, I, I had at one point. But now what is it going to do for me? I don't get stuff out of that anymore. The content I consume is usually comedy because I'm deeply depressed most of the time. And I just want to laugh. So. I think editing is hard for me because I don't want to listen to this boring garbage. To me, it's boring. And I know maybe I shouldn't say that. So I'm going to get off now before I say anything else I regret. Because like I said, I'm not editing this episode. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening. Please follow my Instagram. Even if, even if, I don't care. But follow my Instagram, Manic State of Mind Podcast. Maybe I'll link it <laughs> if I have time. But it's on my other episodes, so I'm not going to link anything. I'm not even going to put a description because I'm literally going to the psych ward right now. In a couple hours, hopefully I'll be in a nice white, white room wearing cotton scrubs with socks that have little grips on the bottom. And I'll just be staring at a wall because I don't know what kind of place this is going to be. I'll be wearing my pants with no string inside of them so I can't hang myself and I'll be wearing a sports bra with no wiring so I can't stab myself so wish me luck I don't believe in you know I'm not Christian 
So light a stick of incense for me and just pray to someone. Not Jesus, not Christ, not Jesus, just anybody but Jesus. I hope you guys are doing well. I will see you. I will, you will hear from me soon.